Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India, India's first trivia podcast. This week on the show, we have Dr. Ashwini Natu. Thomas Edison, he used to manufacture phonograph records. This organization found a unique method to reach people. There's a woman who's singing the songs. One thing that I remember from Mahabharat. TikTok videos or um, memes. So fasten your seatbelts and put on your thinking caps. The show is about to begin. Quiz Time India. Welcome to Quiz Time India. This is your host and quiz master Aditya. Did you know Einstein's last words were spoken in German to a nurse who didn't speak German and are lost forever? Did you know polar bears are invisible to night vision goggles? Yep. If you didn't know such stray and astray kind of facts, then you have come to the right place, the right podcast, Quiz Time India. First things first, Thank you Prashant, Devika and Chandresh for donating to the podcast. Your contributions are really helping us grow. In fact, we just started our very own Discord server. As a note of thanks, you will be receiving an invite to our Discord server as well as some never heard before bonus episodes. Once again, thank you for your contributions. Remember, we work on a pay what you like basis and the links are in the description. Another big news we crossed 100 subscribers on the newsletter. This is definitely a big achievement. Another big achievement is that the newsletter has a website or a landing page. You can go check it out at discontent.crd.co. Yes, discontent.crd.co and the link is again in the description. So head there and do read this week's edition. We have some new movies, some new articles, some new music and of course some new podcasts for you all. Now, let us get quizzing. First up is the audience question. And this was last week's audience question. Clifford Berryman, a political cartoonist, read the article and decided to lightheartedly satirize the president's refusal to shoot an animal. Berryman's cartoon appeared in the Washington Post on November 1902. Morris Mitchum, Morris Mitchum, a Brooklyn candy shop owner, saw the cartoon and had an idea. He and his wife Rose also made stuffed animals, stuffed animals, and Mitchum decided to create a stuffed animal based on the animal which the president refused to shoot, right? And dedicated to the president who refused to shoot that animal. And he called it XS Animal. X is the name of the president, the short form of the president, Animal. After receiving the permission from the president to use his name, Mitchum mass produced this item, which was so popular among the kids. And even today, it is a generic item. And he soon founded the ideal toy company. To this day, this item has worldwide popularity and has its origin which can be traced back to the president's fateful hunting trip in 1902. So what is being talked about here? 
The correct answer to the question was Teddy, a stuffed animal toy that was made to imitate real bears and it got its name from Theodore Roosevelt. Also the toy which was made by Mitchum for Mr. Roosevelt is still kept in the Museum of Natural History Washington DC United States. And all this information came from our amazing listener Prashant Sai. Thank you so much Prashant for that answer and congratulations on getting it right. Well done. And now to this week's quiz. This week on the show we have Dr. Ashwini Nadu. She is an original Puneker. She is a consultant histopathologist now in Mumbai. Earlier her busy schedule prevented her from quizzing, but she has started quizzing actively again as quizzing went online during COVID. She has her own podcast in fact, and the podcast is about interesting episodes in history of medicine. The show is called In Historia Medicine, a brief history of medicine, and in her free time, whatever free time she gets, she works on her podcast and soap making. Quite quite interesting. So, without any further delay, welcome to Quiz Time India. Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India. My name is Aditya and like every week we have a new guest with us. Today we have Dr. Ashwini Nadu. Ashwini, thank you so much for taking out the time. Thank you so much for coming on to the show Quiz Time India. How you been? I've been good. It's been hectic because the covid cases are on the rise again, but yeah, works work. Thank you for having me here. I have been following your podcast since I think the first or second episode. and wow it's a really great format and it's nice to see because i have heard a lot of quiz podcasts uh, from abroad from uk or us but hmm. i mean i think this is the first one of such a type that we have in india so it's really great to hear this thank you so much for all the work that you've been doing and also thank you so much for listening to all the episodes so for you and for the benefit of all listeners who are joining us for the first time Let me just quickly tell how we do it. So both Ashwini and I, we have a set of questions ready with us, and what we'll do is we'll take turns asking each other these questions. And through the way, if we need any hints, those can be provided. The idea is that along with us, the audience too should have some new information, some TILs, and as I like to say, some food for thought. So Ashwini, should we start? Yes, definitely. All right so Ashwini I'll be asking the first question and the yeah. first question that I have for you is something that I came to know about quite recently and okay. I thought this was quite fascinating So there is this organization an independent NGO so mm-hmm. the reason I came to know about it is because uh, this organization is doing something to do with covid relief or covid awareness something like that you can call it So there's this organization okay. independent NGO called Reporters Without Borders. Okay. So what this organization does it issues press releases and reports in multiple various languages about the state of freedom of information throughout the world. Right. So on March 12th the World Day Against Cyber Censorship was uh, announced and uh, basically what this organization is doing in countries where websites social media and blogs are controlled by oppressive leaders this organization found a unique method to reach people okay when searching for a medium where they could publish news without government censorship they discovered that countries with press censorship 
often have large communities engaged in a particular activity. Okay. And what this organization did using this activity they designed and constructed a library. And this library is called as the uncensored library. It is a hub housing the collection of otherwise inaccessible journalism from all over the world. So if you right. go to the website right now it's called uncensoredlibrary.com and you will see a floor plan you will see a library a structure of a library you can click okay. on the floor plan and uh, it's a virtual floor plan and there are rooms dedicated to Egypt Mexico Vietnam Saudi Arabia Russia places which have slightly stricter press censorship and also right. one of the rooms is dedicated to covid relief So what these organize uh, this organization thinks is certain countries Brazil China Egypt Hungary Iran Myanmar North Korea Russia Thailand and Turkmenistan especially have hmm. not been releasing true covid data and okay proper covid uh, awareness so that is where all these documents have been published what you right. have to tell me is what is this activity which reporters without borders uses to get through press censorship what is this community which is engaging in this particular activity and how are they doing this okay so so this uh, so they are publishing it as in uh, not online uh, as a hard copy thing or online uh, which way i mean i didn't online online so it okay. is being done online okay hmm so but there's something specific about how it's being done online which makes it tough for these uh, these uh, countries to censor the news which is okay. getting out okay so because if it was like a hard publication i would have said something like you know uh, classifieds or advertisements or something mm-hmm. but since you are saying it's online yeah so um maybe they are making something you know like um uh tiktok videos or spoofs or um, memes because then it will be harder for people to you know mm-hmm. figure out what is the actual content and what is the actual se- what needs to be censored and what is just like harmless fun that kind of thing that's a good guess but what these countries are doing are they are cens- uh, censoring your social media platforms too so okay. maybe a so tiktok will be banned entirely so Right. You can't even go to TikTok. There is another community online which is sort of untouched yet. Okay. Uh, so are they putting up uh, these uh, news items in some uh, online game or um, you know like in like those multiplayer large online games like PUBG and then there is some billboard somewhere which. you know kind of has some information news information which is not released in that country or something like that you are really 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 close so i will give it to you for this much because that is exactly what is being done there is this game called minecraft oh, oh yeah, and, yeah i've heard of it and minecraft allows you to make your own servers and you can join oh. people servers and you can play over there and they, you can do a whole lot of city building in this so what these right. journalists have done they have created an actual library as i said there is a floor plan oh. you can go inside the library you can go to different rooms wherever you want the information from 
and you can go read the information and it is so far no uh, one has banned it that is that's an amazing idea and it's wow that's really cool it like is those people have taken that much effort to build a whole library in the game for other people to have access to that information i actually went to the website and it's it's beautifully done you can actually see a library with a, as i said with a floor plan it is really interesting that it's in a, inside a video game but it is brilliant oh, i would that's really a brilliant idea i'll go check it out yes it's called uncensoredlibrary.com so do check that out yeah sure so well done ashwini you got the first question correct totally correct answer they using a video game to hide all information that these uh, governments do not want to go out and uh, on that note it's your turn to ask me a question yeah so this is so i have picked questions from some of my own favorite topics and the first one is basically medical history something which i am really interested in and i have my own podcast uh, where i talk about various interesting incidents in medical history so this one is called the phenol plot okay so there was this certain german company at the beginning of the uh, so in the early 1900s and they had discovered a new drug which uh, and they patented it not just in germany but in uk in us everywhere mm-hmm. and then what happened was that the first world war started and since uk was on the opposite side and they were not getting that drug and they needed it mm-hmm. so what they did was they declared that the german company patents are not applicable now in uk they dissolved it and they allowed other companies to produce this drug mm-hmm. now the us was neutral okay till that point in the world war so actually they couldn't really take any action against the german companies but mm-hmm. the um, anti german sentiment was quite high in the us okay mm-hmm. and now this company the manufacturing unit in the us they were not mm-hmm. in contact with their german uh, headquarters because the uk navy was blocking any communication or any okay. material being sent okay mm-hmm. so now they needed phenol for manufacturing of that drug mm-hmm. and so at that time thomas edison he used to uh, manufacture phonograph records and even mm-hmm. he needed phenol as one of the um, raw materials so what he did was he set up a plant to produce phenol and the surplus whatever was produced he said that i'm going to sell it so now they knew that um, a public figure like edison couldn't directly sell to a german company so mm-hmm. an ex employee they set up a front and mm-hmm. they contracted a, a deal with edison's company that we will purchase phenol from you mm-hmm. but what happened was that uh, this uh, front was discovered and a newspaper which was quite anti german in its reporting they wrote an expose so under pressure edison had to dissolve that contract and say that i'm no longer going to provide you with phenol Mm-hmm. and it became labeled as the phenol plot like in that expose okay so and the company's reputation went to the dogs then mm-hmm. us entered the war and even us dissolved the patents and gave it off to other local us companies that you produce this drug and finally 
नाइनटीन नाइनटी फोर कंपनी बॉट द राइट फॉर दिस ड्रग बैक अगेन फॉर वन बिलियन यूएस डॉलर सो इन द मीन वाइल इन द यूएस दिस जर्मन कंपनी वॉज नॉट प्रोड्यूसिंग दिस ड्रग सम अदर कंपनी हैड द पैटेंट एंड सो ऑलमोस्ट एट द एंड ऑफ द सेंचुरी दे गॉट दैट पैटेंट बैक बट इट वॉज मोर ऑफ अ प्रेस्टीज थिंग रादर दैन अ यूटिलिटी थिंग बाय दैट पॉइंट सो सो वॉट इज दिस ड्रग दैट दिस होल स्टोरी रिवॉल्व अराउंड एंड द इंटरेस्टिंग पार्ट इज दैट द नेम दैट वी नो इट बाय नाउ इज नॉट एक्चुअली द साइंटिफिक नेम ऑफ इट इट इज द लेबल लाइक द ट्रेडमार्क नेम बाय दैट जर्मन कंपनी बट नाउ इट इज यूज एज अ कॉमन नेम फॉर इट इट्स नो लॉन्गर ट्रेड जेनेरिक नेम फॉर इट या Okay, so quite interesting. So German company yeah. uh, comes up with a drug uh, which utilizes phenol, and right. British have a problem with Germany. British end up making sure in a way that even the Americans uh, cannot get it. Americans are making it on their own, and right. Edison comes into the picture, but he can't be seen directly dealing with a German company. Right, and he, there's a. Fake company a front put up which uh, deals with Edison and that company gives it to the German company that is exposed by a publication. It's called the Phenol Plot, and then much, much, much many decades later, the German company ends up buying the rights to this drug, and it is more a matter of prestige rather than utility. This is the basic gist of it. Yeah, right, absolutely. Now it's interesting. What could be a drug early nineteen hundreds, early uh, yeah, like the first few dec, a couple of decades of the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, before the World War, uh, the first decade or so, hmm. first decade or fifteen years. Today we know it. Uh, the patent, uh, the actual name has become a sort of uh, common knowledge or noun, and we don't yeah. use the chemical compounds of it. So I'm just thinking about what kind of uh, drugs do we have easily available at home and uh, would you say that this drug is easily available at homes in our every day to day life we see this drug Yeah yeah definitely I mean in 99% of the homes you will find this drug very much So could it be like vix or something like that i don't know if vix qualifies as a drug but uh, my other guess no. is going to be disprin or aspirin one of those yeah you are right with uh, aspirin oh wow yeah and because it is a painkiller drug and it was at that point of time the mm-hmm. like the wonder drug the wonder painkiller drug and that is why for the war everybody wanted that they should have a good amount of supply of it because they were in ha uh. and so uh, the actual uh, chemical name of aspirin is acetyl salicylic acid but aspirin was what this is bayer the company is bayer and as, uh, this aspirin was the name under which bayer was selling it so that was Beautiful. their trademark name but now we do know it as aspirin and then every brand has like disprin or dispro or whatever the other brand names that they have this is such a beautiful question 
This is such a TIL. I love this question because it's got world history in it. It's got an entrepreneur on one side making a product. It's got a beautiful product, which is everyday use. And now, so the name Aspirin is gone back to the Germans. Uh, they brought, uh, bought it again in the late 90s, in the yeah, mid 90s. You the, said. Yeah, they did. But I think by that time, it was just the patent of Aspirin that they bought hmm. back. But Aspirin is now so commonly used that now really they can't trademark it. Who is the German manufacturer? What was the it company? It is Bayer. Bayer, Bayer. Bayer. Yeah. Ah. Oh, that does make sense. Yes, Bayer does sound Germanish. But yeah. That is an amazing question. I totally enjoyed that one. Now I don't know. Now it'll be tough for me to live up to that standard. <laughs> this is something which which I found really interesting because it's such a common drug, and you never know that there was so much of you know turmoil around it when it was invented. And uh, could you tell me what is your podcast called so that me and the other listeners can also listen to it? Because if this is the kind of stuff that's in there, I will definitely binge on that. So uh, my podcast name is In Historia Medicine, a brief history of medicine, basically. Brilliant. So, and it must be available on all these platforms. Yeah, it's on all the platforms. Great. So that is what we will definitely look into and. On that note, I'll move to the next question. Hey, before I ask the next question, I need to remind you of the newsletter that we run. Who is this newsletter for? Well, if you ever wonder which new movie to watch or where to find new music, or you just wonder, "Yar, bore mar raha hai, kuch interesting hai kya?" Then you just look up this content, the newsletter. You can go to discontent.crd.co. The link is in the description. Read the newsletter, share the newsletter, and hopefully enjoy the newsletter. Discontent.crd.co. Now back to the quiz. And yeah. the next question starts with a serial, a couple of murders, serial murders that happened. This okay. is America in the 1970s, and there was this one person called Gary Gilmore. Okay. Gary Gilmore was accused of committing two murders for which he was found guilty and eventually executed by a firing squad in Utah in the 1970s. So the okay. story goes that Gilmore robbed and killed a gas station attendant and then he went on to kill a motel worker. This is uh, according to the US Supreme Court records and okay. uh, during the process of uh, robbing the gas station and uh, killing the attendant and the motel worker he shot himself in the hand and he didn't know okay. what to do so he ran to his cousin brenda's so he thought brenda could help him possibly give him some medical aid but she turned him over to the police the police came took gary gilmore and he was sentenced to death in october of that year and he was sent to the state prison and when finally at the end of 3 months that he was there on january 17 1977 he was supposed to be executed and he was facing a five man firing squad and they asked him any last wish and he said something something which the news when it went out it went out that gary gilmore so and so serial murderer was executed and these were his last words the story should have ended there okay but Dan Weeden the founder of an ad agency Weeden and Kennedy looked at the phrase and thought there was more potential in it 
and he adapted the phrase when i say phrase i mean the last words said by gary gilmore in a right. 1988 tv ad which introduced a slogan to the entire world something that we even know till this day what okay. did gary gilmore say as his last words or what did dan weeden sell basically using those last words okay so so basically this is this guy murdered two people got caught and hmm. was going to be executed and he was asked for his last wish and then hmm. his last words became public and they were used by an ad person to yes. sell a particular brand and this yes. tagline is known to us till date right yes. that's not just okay so okay so last wish so usually people have a request or something either they want to see somebody or they want a particular last meal so mm-hmm. that kind of last wish so this is 1970s so okay i okay i have a guess is is like pretty ask for a mcdonald's burger or something and the tagline that we have uh, i'm loving it did he say i'm loving it and then the ad person happened to catch it and use it as a tagline for mcdonald's that's a great great guess it's not mcdonald's it's possibly an equally famous company it's not a food uh, so it wasn't a food thing that uh, he said but okay. it is exactly what you mentioned it was just a line that, uh, or a phrase that he just threw at the people and okay this agency guy somewhere a bulb went in up in his head and uh, went and he just said you know what this is it this is our tagline but okay so then the other thing that comes to mind is that when he was asked for his last wish he said that i have no last wish and you know you just you just shoot me just do it and then nike people picked it up and said just do it is our tagline so that is exactly what happened oh. so <laughs> so oh, gary gilmore nice. when he faced a five man for firing squad they asked him uh, about something about what he wanted or anything he just looked down on the ground and he i don't know possibly in exasperation probably the fact that he had been caught and he was about to die he said just do it the news got out didn't matter much until gary gilmore was uh, doing uh, as i said he had his own ad agency and they were making a tv spot and the idea which nike wanted to convey was uh, they wanted a tagline which would be applicable for a high performance athlete to an individual right. who, who just wants to start their fitness journey they wanted right. something which will be universally accepted and understood and right. in 1988 i think it was the month of april that an ad came out in which a 80 year old walt stack he was a 80 year old man who was shown to be jogging across the golden gate bridge and okay. and he uh, was ch- chatting about his daily 17 mile run So he's oh. as I said he's 80 year old and he used to do a and daily he... mile run right. across the Golden Gate Bridge and right. at the end it just says just do it because oh. that's what it takes and okay like a motivator that you know just go out and yeah if a 80 year old man can jog across the Golden Gate Bridge what is stopping us so just do it right But, <laughs> yeah okay so... i had no idea about 
like the story i just went with the uh fact that you know what can be somebody's last words and, and that's which a great is a famous guess. tagline that that kind of thing that is correct now it's your turn for the next question yeah so for my next question is my another another one of my favorite topics which is mythology so this is a story that we know from uh, mahabharat that after the uh, war was won the and uh, so you all the five pandavas they were ruling uh, hastinapur then as they aged they gave their mm-hmm. throne to their grandson mm-hmm. and they said that now we are going to retire we are going to one prasthashram so mm-hmm. all five of them went into the forest with draupadi and uh, after walking they reached the foot of the himalayas and mm-hmm. so they started climbing up the mountains and then one by one first draupadi and then uh, one by one the rest of the brothers they fell down on the way and died hmm. only yudhishthir was there with a and a dog who was following him hmm. then at one point only yudhishthir was left and then uh, suddenly indra came from heaven and he said to yudhishthir that now you are the only one remaining and you are the most um, pious and the most uh, you know abiding by dharma hmm. so i am here to take you with your uh, like physical body to heaven which is an honor that mostly nobody gets like you hmm. go with your physical body to heaven you have to die basically yeah 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 so uh, then he said that no this dog has been faithful to me and following me so i'll not go without that dog so indra hmm. says i can't take that dog with you like hmm. you can't take a dog to heaven yeah. so he refuses then uh, it turns out that the dog is yamraj and they were testing his loyalty basically hmm yudhishthir so finally all that is resolved yudhishthir goes to heaven with him hmm. and now what he sees the first sight that he sees in heaven is all the kauravs are sitting um, in heaven and enjoying all the pleasures of heaven so yeah. he starts searching as to where my brothers and where my wife is so indra says ki no they are in hell in narak so oh. uh, he says that oh, how is that possible like if kauravs are here and they are the mm. ones who have done so many evil deeds so then how can my brothers and my wife who are like the good people be in mm. hell so uh, he says that uh, no no but they are you know this is how things are so yudhishthir says that no if my brothers are not here i don't want to be here you take me to hell i want to see them so then reluctantly yamraj takes yudhishthir and they go to hell and then they see that the four pandavas and draupadi they are you know being tortured or you know whatever like all the ghastly mm. things that happen in hell Hmm. So Yudhishthir says that uh, if my, uh, my uh, brothers are going to be here I'm going to be here I don't want to go to heaven mm-hmm. So so then Yamraj says that okay you know the thing is that that uh, the Kauravs have less amount of good deeds so they are enjoying the time of their good deeds in heaven first and then they will be sent to hell but it's okay. the other way around for your uh, like for the Pandavas Mm-hmm. so they have to uh, get rid of their paps over here first mm-hmm. and then they can go forever to heaven so this is Keke. that is why these people are in hell first okay sure and then uh, he then he says that 
सो नाउ ऑल ऑफ यू कैन गो टू हेवन एंड दिस वॉज ऑल्सो अगेन अ टेस्ट कि हाउ लॉयर यू आर टू योर ब्रदर्स दैट यू नो यू सेड दैट आई स्टे विद दैम इन हेल्प सो इट इज अगेन लाइक यू पास दैट टेस्ट बट देर वॉज अ सेकेंड रीजन वाई यू हैव टू बी ब्रॉट इन टू हेल्प सो वन वॉज टू टेस्ट योर लॉयल्टी टू योर ब्रदर्स एंड देर वॉज अ सेकेंड रीजन सो वॉट इज दैट सेकेंड रीजन उटिंग sort of wonders what was the point of this entire thing when corals are also here right and what i can't seem to remember what happens afterwards so one i one thing that you mentioned is that uh, corals are right now enjoying whatever good deeds they did equivalent of that right. time they're enjoying in heaven or swarg and later they will be uh, have their own share of time in hell Right. And vice versa for Pandav, but there is some other reason for which Idhishthir has to uh, see hell. Yeah. Is it okay? Uh, one thing that I remember from Mahabharat is there is one moment when all the Pandav kids, uh, none of them can match up to their teacher uh, Dronacharya. Okay. And the only way to kill Drona is, uh, which uh, Krishna suggests, is to lie that Drona's son has died. Right. And Yudhishthir, that time, although Yudhishthir never lies, he says uh, uh, Drona's son is Ashwatthama. Is that correct? Right. Right. So uh, basically, uh, there is uh, an elephant in some other kingdom whose name is also Ashwatthama. and that elephant is killed and uh, drona is told that ashwatthama is dead and right. uh, he says i don't trust you and he's like only if only yudhishthir says it i'll believe you and yudhishthir says yes ashwatthama is dead but he does not mention that uh, which ashwatthama which is dead ashwatthama. and right. and then they kill uh, drona charya basically drona gives up his weapons i think that's right. the only part where Yudhishthir is sort of off the way of you know the correct righteous way. So is that because of that? Because he did betray his teacher uh, that he has to you know be put into hell or something like that. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of. Yeah, that's perfectly correct because that is the only one you know uh, like what they say, adharma or one hmm. wrong thing that he has done in his life. So that is why for like. uh in view of that he has to at least see hell once and then he sees his um um uh what do you call him other pandavas over there and mm-hmm. so that one mental torture that he gets is the um price chit or whatever it is called for um uh, that one lie that he that half lie or half truth that he says i'm so proud of myself for getting it <laughs> those are the <laughs> few glimpses that i have of mahabharat it's been a while since i've read it and right. i mean i was a kid when i read it or watched it and it's been a while since then but luckily for me that was the one story that stuck 
Yeah, because this is a, a kind of uncommon story. It's not a part of the main Mahabharat, but it's still an interesting concept as how, like you know, Pap and Purnia and all of that. So definitely, the entire idea of morality, where it begins and where it yeah. ends, and who is righteous and at the end of it. So yeah, I'm proud of myself. I'm patting myself on the back for that. And thank you <laughs> so much for that question. That's a great crack. Yeah, <laughs> dear listener. Hope you are enjoying the show, and if you are really, really enjoying the show, please help us in making this show. You can do that by donating to the show or contributing to the show. It's quite simple. You can pay what you like. If you like the show, you can donate money worth of a coffee. If you really liked it, you can buy the podcast a pizza. Or if you really, really love the show, then buy us a biryani. I know the math doesn't make sense, but the point is that biryani is the best, and you should consider donating. Go to instamojo.com/slash/at-the-rate-studio-41. Instamojo.com/slash/at-the-rate-studio-41, or go to paypal.me/slash/studio-41pod. Yep, that will be all. Now back to your quiz. All right, so we'll move on to the next question. And yes, okay, I have this question and. Such batao to this question. Uh, there are not many clues here in this question. So okay. if you can get it, great. If you don't, that's also fine. It's just a very straightforward question. But I thought it was quite interesting that this thing exists. Okay. So just like how our vehicles have a registration number, so uh, Maharashtra would have M H zero one, then A B, and so on so forth. So right. that registration number tells you a lot of things. Uh, basically, which state, then which district, and which order number, and what vehicle. Similarly, right. for planes, there is an aircraft registration number, also called the tail number. Right. So it's a unique code for a single aircraft. I'm sure back in the day, if uh, when we had. Access we could fly around. People could have seen, or you can just Google later. You can see an Im- image of any plane, be it a private hmm. plane, be it a commercial plane. Uh, I'm not so sure about the entire army planes, but at right. least commercial planes or private and uh, or airlines, they have a number at the end, which right. is used to determine. So basically, it's required by inter- international convention to be marked on the exterior of every civil aircraft. Yeah, civil aircraft. Right. The registration indicates the country's the aircraft's country of registration, and functions hmm. like an automobile license plate or ship registration. Right. So, as I said, it is the code, and in India, all aircrafts have a tail number that begins with VT. V for uh, V for Vendetta and T for Time. Okay. And Basically, how it goes is all said all the domestic airlines from Indigo hmm. to when we had Jet have to hmm. have the VT prefix, right? Followed by unique alphabets that are used to define that aircraft. For example, Indigo will have uh, all the planes would have VT followed by Indigo's ID, which is IDV. Okay. So the, the plane will be VT dash IDV, then certain number of whatever. So okay, what you have to it. tell me is what is VT? It's a very unique okay. thing that has stood the test of time. Okay, VT. So I'm trying to think when we first um, started the you know aviation in India. So it was started mm-hmm. by Tatas. So is it something yes. to do 
like the T stands for say Tata and B stands for something. Okay. So one thing that you've done correct over here is you've gone back to the beginning of aviation in the country. It's not the Tata link, but there is some other connection to the beginning of aviation. It is a relic of the British era. Okay. So British countries basically had set a code for all their colonies, which was V. And okay. So China had it, Pakistan, Nepal, Sri Lanka. They all changed their codes later, but India kept it. In 2016, BJP member of parliament Tarun Vijay, this is what I've learned online, uh, said hmm. that the registration uh, number of Indian aircraft marks the legacy of British Raj and hence it should be changed. But uh, oh. it's an international process and it cannot be just done so easily. So okay. you are on the right track there that we have to go back to the British times and the starting right. of aviation in India. Okay, so so V is common for all colonies, you said. Yeah. Okay, so something like uh, because Victoria was the first uh, queen who huh. was, you know, huh. Empress of India. So then something like mm-hmm. Victorian territory or uh, something of that sort. So it's, V is for Victoria Brilliant. because. Okay, yes, Victorian ex- territory. Oh, <laughs> Victorian territory or Viceroy's territory is what oh. it stood for, and that's why VT was used. But you know, countries changed hands, but VT somehow stuck. And stuck. till this day, oh. no matter which airlines you go for, you on the tail of the plane you will see VT and followed by the code of the airlines, and that is the correct answer. Well done. Oh, I had no idea about this. I mean, when you said VT, I'm like, yeah, I've seen something like VT, but no idea what it meant. So, okay, I'm proud of myself for cracking this up with absolutely <laughs> no information. <laughs> well done, well done. All right, your turn now oh, for the next okay, question. Yeah, the next question. So the next question is about a song. The song is. Probably not so popular by itself, but uh, the movie franchise that it comes from is extremely popular, and you know even till the date there are number of references in pop culture or memes from this movie franchise. Okay, okay. so the the song goes like uh, it's as, the words of the song go as if there's a woman who's singing the song and uh, who is lamenting about her husband. Mm-hmm. and how her husband is not in good health uh, and he's quite weak and mm-hmm. he doesn't eat properly and he's losing weight and when she's saying all this she's uh, like the literal meaning of the words is such that she's actually accusing a number of her relations uh-huh. like her uh, in-law family ke people that mm-hmm. you know uh, mother-in-law father-in-law uncle and sister-in-law that you know you're not paying attention and you mm-hmm. know my husband is deteriorating and his health is going like bad and all of those things mm-hmm. but uh, the actual meaning behind it is like a political satire and it it's actually like a metaphor for mm-hmm. the poor state of affairs in a particular region of india mm-hmm. and so the relations that are mentioned in the song they are actually you know metaphors for different uh, public figures or you know political figures and 
it's like a uh, taunt to them that you know because of your uh, bad decisions or bad policies this is the state of affairs in this region now so uh, so what is this song that is describing all of this and it has this second subtle meaning to it i'm so glad you asked this question because when i was watching this movie and when i heard this song actually at the first time i didn't think much of it it seemed right. like a, one of those shaadi wala ganas but right. there were a couple of couple of lines in there which caught my attention uh, some lines which go ore chhapra ke babu ji ye kya kiya lok nayak jalaye kaisa diya so right. the song is tar bijli se patle hamare piya from gangs of wasipur right absolutely absolutely and, and i mean i think i went into the meaning of the song because of these same things like they say baba saheb and lok nayak and all so yes. i was like okay this doesn't seem like a typical you know like a women's song or something yep. like shaadi wala song as you say yes so uh, yeah that is exactly uh, when i was watching it i as i said i heard these names i'm like this is not a shaadi wala song why is yeah, jaiprakash exactly. not a shaadi wala song yeah and then i later read it of course varun grover wrote it excellent lyricist and yeah. uh, this is uh, i think this song was uh, it's uh, fazal namazuddin's character is getting married or maybe his yeah, brother is getting married Yeah, and, and it's like a shadi song only. It's pictureized yep. as a wedding song, but the lyrics are have a extremely political. More, yeah, and I think that I read somewhere that you know somebody had asked uh, the one of the like I think the music director or somebody mm-hmm. one of the team that how could you you know manage to get this song and it never got censored. you mm-hmm. know because it has all these allegations political yeah. undercurrents so they said that you know we were just going to play it in a political rally but then somebody came up with a brilliant idea that you know let's make it a wedding song so that you know it just subtly slipped yeah. under the radar that kind of thing like it conveyed the message but it never got to notice of the censor board or any political party or anybody that kind of thing I know I know it had enough ammo in there to create a controversy and how yeah. quick we are to ban things things these days it should have got banned it would have got banned but luckily it's <laughs> not got banned Yeah but luckily it didn't get banned because it kind of slipped under the radar of the people So yeah that is the story well done well done good question again yes. I'm proud of myself for today I'm doing really <laughs> well <laughs> ओके The audience members can hear the question, and if they know the answer, or they think they know the answer, and they would like to venture a guess, all they have to do is get in touch with us at at the rate Quiz Time India on Facebook and Instagram, or at the rate Podcast Studio Forty One on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and they can let us know what they think is the answer, and we'll pick one winner from the lot. So Ashwini, please ask what, and please tell us what is the audience question this time. Yeah so the question for the audience this time is that I'll give a list of items it's a non exhaustive list so I'm giving 
few of the items that are present so you have to tell uh, where will you find all of these items okay so the list goes like this a bicycle a set of the chinese board game go a shawl a kurta and a book about rock climbing in wales so these are a few of the items that are present so where will you find all of these items at one place yeah uh, ashwini could you repeat the list once sure so this is the list a bicycle a set of the chinese board game go a shawl a kurta and a book about rock climbing in wales so you have to give me where will you find all of these items together so it's a non exhaustive list uh but these are a few of the items that are present okay fair enough and on that note we bring the episode to an end as i mentioned you can send in your answers to at the rate quiz time india on facebook and instagram or at the rate podcast studio 41 on facebook instagram and twitter and ashwini thank you so much for joining us and uh, thank you so much it for taking part it was my pleasure aditya and this was a great fun time that i had on the podcast thank you so much for having me and that brings us to the end of the show Remember to follow the newsletter, remember to donate to the podcast and also remember to wash your hands, put up a mask and stay indoors. I know it's been a rough week or so for all of us and uh, I don't think things are going to settle down anytime soon. And there's a reason why I kept this bit for the end is because it is tough these are tough times and to be honest there are times in a day where nothing makes sense making these podcasts doesn't make sense i mean what good is going what good is it going to do in the larger scheme of things but then again every other day i get a message from some stranger saying they enjoyed the show and the fact that they take out the time to message us to message me to tell tell me that they enjoyed the show their family enjoyed the show that's the only reason which is uh, you know keeping me going at making this podcast so thank you so much for enjoying the show and if this show helps you take off your mind from whatever is happening around in the world then i'm glad i'm making this show enough for this week talk to you next week take care bye